What's up and welcome back to the Pause Ryan Play podcast. That was preemptive and like a little exaggerated. Okay, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Pause Rewind Play podcast. There's many angled cameras here. Um, but we got a special guest this week on the podcast. The one, the only, Michael. Hey, buddy. Oh, the yellow one. Wait, the yellow one. There it is. Oh. Hey! There That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys may have heard Hello? Michael on the podcast yeah. before. We've had him, but this will be the first time that you see him and all of his mustache and mohawk glory. No, yeah. is it mohawk or is it mulleted? Mulleted. Oh, mulleted. Sorry, I'm terrible at mullet. hair names. So, <laughs> so I have a mullet as well right now. It's not quite as glorious as yours. Oh. I got a wolf cut. Sounds a lot cooler yeah. than it is. What is a wolf cut? It's essentially a, a modern mullet that's not too mullety, they say. Oh. I learned about it on some uh, reel, and then I follow their like consulting hair page now. Cool. And I'm like, wow, I know so much about hair cutting. It's like when you watch a cooking show and suddenly become a pro. You're like, why are you cutting the basil that way, Johnny? And you should cut it this way. And you're like, I'm sitting at home eating freaking Cheetos puffs on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> you what to do. But Michael, how have you been? Great. I've been great. I've been uh, tired. 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 Dadding it up. So tired. Dad mode. It's been like two years since you've been on here. Yeah, that's about so as you much had, time was that, as I have. Was that before that's Oliver or after no, Oliver? No, it was like right after Oliver. I was like super delirious. Now I'm just like half delirious. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly crawling out yeah, like, of no, the delirium. No sleep and it's just a slight is, haze. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're recording this at like 8 p.m. where we're at right now. And straight up, I was like to Josh, because he drove me over here, I was like, can we go get a coffee right now? And he's like, we're cutting it very close to like the I see you made the much better choice, though, and decided to drink candy instead of coffee. No, not you. Josh. (laughs) Hey, this thing has five calories, and it was recommended to me by... <laughs> that part doesn't matter, okay? Wait, and it was recommended it, to me by Cade, another friend of the podcast. Does it taste good? And I'm good? just trying. It does. Dude. What does it taste like? It tastes like Sour Patch Kids, but not like as overtly sour in as much like I'll probably drink this whole thing. If it was super sour like regular Sour Patch Kids, I probably wouldn't. I'm not a very soury person. I love this brand. It's Ghost Brand. It's literally drinking candy flavor. They make awesome. a Swedish fish flavor. And it is incredible. It tastes exactly like just downing melted Swedish fish. I love it so much. And the can's really cool, too. It's got like a a fish scale texture to it on the Swedish fish one. I'm all about that, man. Those ones are good. It's good. It's tasty so far. I enjoy it. And there's no bitterness, no aftertaste. It's just all sweet, sweet goodness. I'm not a fan of coffee. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) I want my caffeine to taste like candy. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I just want my I want my caffeine to be like my life bitter. (laughs) (laughs) bitter. I'm just kidding. Um, Don't do a quick while we've been watching. Uh, Yeah, let's do it, Josh. Since you're the uh, bringer up of this topic, go for it. I brought it up because I started a new series, and I've been looking for new series to watch. And I started a lot, and like some I like, some I don't, and just. Looking for good days stuff. of our lives, days of our lives. Yeah, just okay. there's plenty of content. I can watch for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, you guys heard of the show Yellow Jackets? Yes. yes. No. Yellow Jackets is. Nothing. I'm only like three episodes in, and I am so in. Have you watched the show, Casey, or just heard of it? No. My my. Uh, I just got a login. 
to for showtime. showtime. But I needed to wrap up Barry before I started something new. So I it's on the docket. I recommend. I'm not so I'm only three episodes in, right? And it's the first season is out and right now the second season is releasing weekly. I think they're on episode three or something has come out for the second season. And it's crazy. It's wild. It's just this show about this um, this girls soccer team. And so it's like it's like a story you've heard of there's like real stories of this that happened, but this is like a fictionalized extra version of it of there's like this girl soccer team. They're going to nationals and they crash in the middle of the Canadian wilderness and what they end up doing to survive and all this stuff. And it is, I didn't even know that's what it was about. And and I won't even say anything beyond that because I could like talk about like how long they're there or other stuff or what they end up. I'm just not going to say anything because like, I feel like that's enough. And once I watched the first episode, I was like, Oh yeah, like I'm in and it has good people. It has Christina Ricci is in it. It has, I apologize, but I'm going to forget her name. The one who uh, Alice didn't like from the last of us. Oh, I don't know her name, but um, that person. So, but Yellow Jackets. But Yellow Jackets was like one that I've been seeing a lot of people like react to on YouTube and whatever. And I'm like, I just wasn't interested just because I didn't really know what it was about. And then when I'm going through shows and I'm just like, well, I'm about to finish up season five of Better Call Saul and my, you know, rewatch and season six, which I have already seen, but I'm ready to rewatch it, isn't on for another couple weeks. And I'm like, I got to do something. Yellow Jackets came up and I'm just in. So I'm super excited. It's really, really that good. That makes me excited to watch it now. Like I don't want to like hype it up too much no, in no, case you don't like fine. it. Because like, I've good. only heard good things. Like even my cousin that gave me his login, he's like, You watching this yet? He's like, No. It's like season two kicked off good. Here's my login. Get on get into it. So <laughs> So it's good. I'm excited. That and then just um like Ted Lasso. Can we talk Ted Lasso really quick? Yeah, we're we're talking Ted Lasso. I also quick. have been watching Ted Lasso. Non spoilery. Uh, non spoilery, but holy crap, the show gets better every season. And I, I have no idea how they're doing it. Hold on. Hold Wait, on. Is Ted Lasso the soccer? Yes. The soccer? yes. Is Does he coach the team that crashes in Yellow Jackets? <laughs> <laughs> Crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rojas is in the wilderness. Yes. Danny Rojas. Rojas. I forgot about him. <laughs> How could you forget about Danny Rojas? I haven't watched it since season two. Wait, are you just waiting so you can binge the yeah, season? Yeah, I'll just, I, I've been smart. watching other stuff and I loved, I like Ted Lasso a lot. I loved season one of Ted Lasso. It's one of my favorite seasons of TV ever. Uh-huh. Um, but is, season two, I didn't like it as much. That is bold. Uh, it is. It, it's it's about divorce and uh, dealing with divorce and it, it came out right in the middle of my divorce. So I was <laughs> like, this is perfect. Okay. This season is perfect TV and it's upbeat and it's happy and it has a good message and I just needed it right oh now. <laughs> um, I'm better now. <laughs> Melanie <laughs> Melanie Linsky, by the way, yeah, was the name of the actress Melanie we Linsky. forgot. And it's also uh, Juliette Lewis, who I've seen a, a few other people say that they really like her stuff. She's in it as well. Oh, so. There's a lot of good people These in this people show. right here. Check it out. Yellow Jackets. Check okay. it out. Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Anything else you've been watching, Case? Yeah, so Ted Lasso, and then we watched all of Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you guys heard about that or nope. seen anything about it? Okay, Daisy Jones and the Six. It's based off a book of the same name. It's quite amazing, to be honest with you. It's a story about a 1970s rock and roll kind of super group that's put together. So Daisy Jones and the Six is the name of the band. And what's crazy is the actress who plays Daisy Jones is actually the granddaughter of Elvis. 
I believe. Um, But then also the guy who was the lead vocalist in the other band in in the six, he's the guy from the Hunger Games who had the really cool spear and was really macho. Finnick? Finnick, yes, that Um, one. But yeah, no, Daisy Jones and the Six, amazing series that my my wife and I watched, and I would recommend it to anyone who wants to watch it. It's very fun, enjoyable. It deals with a lot of hard issues as well, kind of like – and but it deals with them in a more raw rock and rolly way, and it, it's it's very interesting. And then also, we are prepping up to watch Tetris on Apple TV oh, Plus. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it. I want to watch it so bad. Have you seen anything about it? I've or? seen it. I'm just not into it. I don't know. You didn't. What you watched the movie? Or you just saw no, the previews? I just saw the trailers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, mean, I was going to ask if you were like not into the movie because you're not into the game. No, I like Tetris. Okay, I don't like Tetris. It's the perfect video game. Talk about like trailers that get me hyped. Movie. We got Oppenheimer and Barbie, bro. Barbie looked good. I'm gonna go do the double feature. Come on, Barbie, like let's 21st. go party. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest double feature. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding when I say yeah? I'm probably gonna do it. Really? I think I might take that day off of work and do the double feature. Dang. Like go watch both of them back to Wait, back. What are you gonna watch first? Are you gonna get sad? Watch the know. one about the bomb. That's or a you, question. And then the Barbie one to make you happy again. Probably, or vice versa? probably Oppenheimer first, yeah. and then Barbie. Well, I feel like I, think, I feel like Barbie's gonna be so much from these trailers and what's coming out. I feel like it's gonna end up being like so much deeper. And Greta Gerwig's oh, yeah, directing it. I'm so excited for it, honestly. Like a hundred. Like I had someone like message me because I posted something on like our story for the podcast, right? And then I shared it to ours with mm-hmm. our pictures on the Barbie things, right? And I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this movie. And someone's like, oh, that's funny. I was like, no, I'm serious. Genuinely like excited. I am very excited for this movie. <laughs> like. It looks entertaining. Don't come at me like that. And it's got everyone in it. Simu Liu. Michael Sarah, Margot Robbie. Michael Sarah as And not even that. They go deep into, like, the lore behind, like, Barbie, right? So Michael Sarah is, his character's name is Alan. And Alan was, like, released as, because always it's just, like, you have this Barbie, this Barbie, this Barbie. The Olympic Barbie, you know, whatever. You yeah, have Olympic you, the Olympic swimming yeah, Barbie. Yeah. We should ask <laughs> yeah. my wife about that one. That's a very that's a very inside family thing. Sorry, yeah. It's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 funny. <laughs> and then you have, like, the... <laughs> and then you have the... Good guy. One of them's got it. No. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember the red ones, the square one. You, you, put, me, you put me in front of the button, so. <laughs> They're colorful. Yeah. So. We had a fart one for a little while, Ooh. but I don't know if it's still on there. How true. I think we just said it. Josh, keep going. I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> Why do people listen to this? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the thing they don't. But they just have all those things. <laughs> and... Uh, so Alan, because it was always like when they released new ones, it was just this version of Ken, this version of Barbie, right? So Alan was one that was released, and I could get this wrong, so sorry if I do. Alan was one that was released, and the character model was based off of one of like the main like CEOs or someone's like children or something like that. And it was like released to be like, oh, he's f- Ken's friend, like to be a, a friend of Ken, just to kind of be like, oh, like our son is like in these products or whatever. And just no one like really like them and so it's like this weird like little like side thing (laughs) and michael Sarah is that in this and they also have another character which i think her name is midge i don't remember it was like uh like a pregnant barbie which was also super like controversial like when they released it but they have all this like backstory and like lore like of things that happen with actual barbie thrown into the movie i'm in it's pregnant barbie (laughs) it's gonna be backstory on pregnant barbie i'm super excited (laughs) so excited beautiful love it michael what have you been watching lately Wrestling. So much wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I also went and saw Scream 6. You didn't like it. 
No. I didn't, which is a bummer because I love the Scream series. Like, incredibly love it. But I think I'm the only person that didn't like it. Mm. I had a lot of it. There's a lot of whole things. But, yeah, it was, I don't know, Scream 6. Uh, and then. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. What what did you watch recently in wrestling? Saw uh, live, WrestleMania. Yeah, we Wait. went live. Also, WrestleMania was this weekend, so. We watched that two days. It took like three weeks. It could have been last weekend, to be 100% honest. I'm way behind on everything. <laughs> and then always AEW. Every week we stay current. It's new WCW, but cool. exponentially better. But Nice. Yeah. nice. Do you guys watch wrestling? Uh, it, it flashes past my screen from time to time. Not very guys, much. you need Sherpas. One day you need Sherpas in three weeks. Vince tried once, and he like notoriously came over for like the worst, the worst pay per view in <laughs> years. And I, have, I haven't been back, man. It's bad timing. I I always like kind of like some of the clips. So you think wrestling is fake? Then look at this type thing. But like what I've learned about wrestling though is they go so deep into these characters, their backstories, like things like that. It's very fascinating. Uh, Ray Mysterio, we were talking about him briefly. I saw this clip on Instagram where like there was some sort of celebration or something of his career and like his son got up and walked out. Yeah, Hall thing. of Fame. Yeah. He, he literally walked out, yeah, because they, they have a feud right now because his son says that he was never there for him because he was always wrestling and now his son wrestles and, and it keeps going back into their lives. Because their whole family are famous wrestlers, Yeah, right? they are and he, Dominic Is was that- even part of like a story way back in like the 2000s where they weren't sure if... Ray Mysterio was his dad, and you can go back and watch that. Is that real or part of the wrestling? Is real, <laughs> but it's all or part of the narrative. Well, it is hard to tell what they're real really father yes. son, right? Yes, Ray yes. Mysterio. <laughs> and I'm, I'm confused um. about the question. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But uh, uh, did you uh, did you watch the movie we're gonna we're gonna talk about tonight? I yeah, John Wick Four. Yeah, I saw it. In theater. Yeah. In Did like a tired haze of bullets and <laughs> tears. <sighs> yeah. I saw it. it was, yes. Yeah. I got to talk about Star Wars before we move on. Andor? I'm sorry. I know you're transitioning into John Wick, but no, today is Star Wars Celebration. Day one of Star Wars Celebration. It goes on for three days. You guys haven't seen any of the new announcements that have come out? I have. The new movies and stuff. I've been really busy today. I want to know your take because I obviously... My takes are not, I don't really have takes because I'm not. Okay. I angry. have takes. As the TikTok proclaimed pretentious Star <laughs> Wars fan, I. Yeah, pretentious man. I am the one who has the authority here. <laughs> TikTok told me I was a pretentious Star Wars fan. The seri- season finale of Bad Batch was so, so good. So good. So check out Bad Batch if you guys are into Star Wars. Um, they announced three new movies <clears throat> that are coming out. Uh, they dropped a trailer for the Acolyte. They dropped a tra- well, that one's online. And then they did two trailers for sorry, no, the Acolyte. They showed it at the show, but they dropped a trailer for Ahsoka. That's what it was. And the Ahsoka Ooh. trailer. That's an animated looks, one, right? No, no. it's live action. Oh, sorry, live but there's Arya Dawson. And they're bringing back, back characters from Star Wars Rebels and from Clone Wars. It's it's essentially the next season of the animated series done in live action, and it looks cool. so good, guys. It looks so good. Um, at the event, they had an Andor Season 2 trailer. Yes. They had an Acolyte trailer, and they had a 
um, the Goonies, Star Wars Goonies movie. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's it's escaping me right now. Star but, Goonies. But they, pretty uh-huh. much, it's like Star Wars in the Goonies universe. And all of them sound like they're going to be fantastic. I'm really excited for Star Wars right now. It's kind of hit and miss when they come out, you know. Tra- the, my cousin famously says that Disney Plus is fantastic at making trailers, but the TV shows are 50-50, which I kind of agree with. How did you feel about Obi-Wan? Uh, again, 50-50. There was really high, there was really cool parts and really low parts for me. Okay. So okay. I, I, I feel like they could have done better, but I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed parts of it. I really enjoyed parts of it. I really liked it, but I also was like, ah, this could have been better, especially bringing back Ewan McGregor. Like, what have mm. you guys done? Yeah, exactly. But we're not complaining. We're grateful for what we receive. We have our hands outstretched. I we're just saying, I just expect a lot out of Star Wars. I love it. So unless I you're pretentious like Vince. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm just pretentious, and I love Star Wars. And <laughs> I, if they're going to make a Star Wars, then they need to put their full effort into it and not give me something subpar. That's kind of how I feel about it. When I love something, I just want it to be great, not just good. And so I have high expectations. If they don't reach that, then it's kind of a bummer. But I'm going to consume all Star Wars because I love Star Wars. That's why they keep making bad stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep consuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question, though, Vince, really not, quickly. If you were to choose the next couple of Star Wars films, what would you like them to expound on? Well, they just announced they're doing a Ray sequel. So there's going to be one coming up that comes uh, happens 15 years after the last movie that came out. Will Daisy Ridley still be? Daisy Ridley coming back. Yes. And she's going to be establishing a new Jedi Order. Cool. And then they announced one in the time of the Old Republic, <gasps> or maybe before the Old Republic. I can't remember. So like Knights of the Old Republic video game era stuff? Yeah, but it might be before that one. I can't remember. And this is all just off the top of my it's head. It's all good. I was so listening good. to it in the background. But... uh one of them will be exploring the actual, like, foundation of the Jedi Order, like, way, 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 way back in the day. Very so old. I think even before the Old Republic, I'm pretty sure it takes place before that. Um, and James Mangold is doing that, who did the Logan movie, um, and who did the new Indiana Jones. He's a great director. I think he's going to be fantastic at it. And then there's a third movie that I don't remember what it is. So I'm sorry. But so. lots of Star Wars going on. Mando season three is still going on. It's meh. Uh, Bad Batch was incredible. Check out Bad Batch, and that's what I've been watching. And then Barry, the end. (laughs) Well, then, guys, it's time to begin our descent or ascent into John Wick, Chapter Four, the final installment of the actual John Wick franchise. I understand it, right? So the did you see it? The franchise, franchise. Well, the original, the OG four with Keanu Reeves, John Wick, right? There's actually talks about a John Wick 5, but who knows? <laughs> Should we say spoiler talk? Yeah, talking? yeah, let's get into okay, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, let's just go into this. Do you want to do like spoilers. a quick? Yeah, go ahead. How did you like it without spoiling? <laughs> without spoiling. Wait, should we bring you, back the whole summary in a tweet type thing really quick? As uh, we should. I don't know if I have one ready, though. I, I, I guess this is my, my non-spoiler review of John Wick. Could be a summary in a tweet. Okay. If you loved the first three John Wick movies, you'll love the fourth one. It's as simple as that. That's basically yep. how it goes. Yes. Action, fighting, crazy killing, insane moments, things that just really shouldn't happen, but they do. No killing of dogs. In fact, the opposite. It's great. Yeah. The guy who tries... No, okay, just kidding. That's yeah, that goes in spoiler territory. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
really quickly. Guns. 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 <laughs> and a Keanu cane. Reeves. There you go. <laughs> I was waiting for that. They should put that on every one of his movies. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, it's it's an amazing film. Like, I just want to say really quickly before we go into sports territory, this film for me lived up to what I expected from what was supposedly the final chapter or is supposedly the final chapter of the John Wick series. And I love that Keanu came back. I love that we still have Winston. I love that we still have kind of like a little bit more in depth into kind of their society, which was cool. However, I wish there was more. I wanted that movie to be another hour longer. I Dude, wanted it was almost three hours already. <laughs> I don't care. Did you see that the, by. Did you see that the original fast. cut was like four hours long before I, they cut it all? Snyder back. cut me all day with that thing. <laughs> I will take one for our whole podcast team and go with Michael and watch the original cut. I'm dead serious. I didn't want it to end. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It was fantastic. Going back and forth on whether or not I like this one or three better, I still think I like three more. But uh, I feel the same though. That hurt okay. you. I, was like, I can't I was remember like, three. What at all? Nothing. I got nothing. I walked into four and was like, "What is going <laughs> on?" Oh, that's okay. This is like I feel like this is like the one franchise where it doesn't. I mean, it did everything. Anything. Like I knew that. Ex- <laughs> like everything Dude. got bigger. Every movie, like the world yeah. and things. So like yeah. I wasn't totally missing out. All I remember is the. German Shepherd and Halle Berry. Yeah. Not because I'm like creeping on Halle Berry, but like I knew she was in it. Um, do you not remember the killing the guy with the book? No. Or the knife fight in the museum where they're throwing knives back and forth? I got nothing, man. Or being chased while he's on the horse with the motorcycle? So now you're just blurring into wrestling at this point. (laughs) (laughs) This all happened in wrestling too? Yes. (laughs) Get your tats. Guess what else happened in? Shrek. <laughs> Bringing that up, I got actually Shrek news too. There, oh, the did you see that? Sorry, I did. Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's since we're here. Yes, <laughs> the possible Shrek Five movie that all of like the original Shrek voice Five cast and John Wick excited. Five on the same weekend. <laughs> yes! Double feature. We, we always Casey's dream. Come we true always right have the Shrek conversation, and Casey always brings up Shrek, and we're always like rolling our eyes. <laughs> Meanwhile. Boy hasn't even seen Puss in Boots: The Last Wish because Puss in Boots is not a Puss in Boots is a Puss in Boots film. Shrek is a Shrek film. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> is Shrek in Puss in Boots: the, the Last Wish? Technically, yes. He doesn't say anything. You just see him, perhaps there. Did you see? Did you watch it? Not yet. Okay. The, the Oscars <laughs> came and went, so I never got around to it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it for the next podcast. Dude, all right, sorry. Anyways, but no, <laughs> I can't. It's not all this. in Shrek, and I apologize for derailing it. Um, no, that's what's crazy is everything blurs together, and it could be a million dollar movie. However, let's break into the spoiler grounds for this movie, and we hope that you enjoy our spoiler free, sorry, spoiler full review of John Wick <laughs> Chapter Four. Ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> he did it. He just got five off. That was he perfect. Okay, let's go through this really quickly. That was the end. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but Michael, he dies. Michael, what was your what was your favorite part about uh, this movie? What did you like about it? Um, did you have anything you wish was more? You don't have to go too deep. deep just kind of quick, quick, quick summary. No, I loved the again with the world building. Everything exponentially got bigger, and like you said. I wanted more, like, I want to go to, a, a like, the Japanese 
continental. I want to know more so about that. Cool. I want, yeah, I want that family. I want it. And like just the lore of like oh, how they're fighting is completely different. I'm like how John Wick would have been trained. And like, then he, they end up in Germany and that, that whole family, like, Oh my gosh. I want, yeah. Like the Ruski Roma. Yeah, that was, and then like him being reintroduced to the family and I want all of that. See, like, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think that's fun filler, but I go in this specifically for the action sequences. Like, that's fun to have a little bit of information between, you know, just to, like, kind of make a story out of this. But the John Wick franchise is a showcase in what stuntmen can do to me. Or for me. Not to me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. We have taken a left turn in this podcast. <laughs> this bedroom is, it's the new is room. wild. It's the new room. Vince looking at Whoa. himself in the beer over there, getting a little too comfortable. Whoa. But for real, Tell though, us more man, like, about what they can do to you. <laughs> Did you see what they were able to do in this movie? <laughs> okay, so like that was what's amazing is this show is continuous like it's just stuntmen doing stuntmen stuff as mm. much stunt. This is the perfect argument for a stuntman need an Oscar argument. Like look right. at what this guy did. This Chad Stahelski has a background in stunt work yeah. and he created an entire movie, an entire world around stunt work and it's incredible and so much fun to watch. And it has some filler lore and stuff that's interesting and like it's cool world building and then you're back into the cool stunt work. Okay, I have a question. Okay, if you I don't know how you don't like wrestling. So it's <laughs> not my question. I'm just now frustrated. Um if the lore wasn't there would the action sequences be in, as important? As impactful. Like, as is the lore so good that it falls into the background and works so well that it makes the action more important? It gets a re gives a reason for the action, for, for like sure. MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. But, like, even you go back to John Wick 1 where the story is, like, so simple. It's just a guy whose dog got killed and he gets pissed. And, just? And, and, I mean... <laughs> I've simplified. You're, you're sounding like <laughs> it was just a puppy. No, I, it was not just a puppy. Do but you but know what about I'm saying man, is John like, Wick? even when you simplify it to just that, as easy as just like it's an ex hitman who whose dog got killed and now he wants revenge. Let's go get revenge. And That's his all car got stolen. And then the next one, it's like let's expand a little bit and introduce more. And it's interesting stuff, but it is very much for me just kind of like it, it's it's important to make a movie, you know, but. I'm going to the I movie like, for the action sequences. I like both of your guys' points, and I kind of like the balance. I think if I had to pick, I would kind of lean a little more towards Michael's side where I like the lore and where it goes. But I feel like the reason why John Wick is so good is because it strikes a good balance between those two. Yeah. There is so much, and people go to see all of these crazy stunt works, all these stunt moves, these weird, crazy deaths that people could have that John Wick can inflict upon people and whatnot. But it is a really cool world just seeing the continental and how it exists worldwide and what happens in these ancient like rituals that they still honor and everything, right? Just things that sound absolutely crazy and just, I don't know, like it's cool. And the characters are like, obviously the character of John Wick itself is iconic, but they introduce new characters each time that I also really tend to enjoy. Like the idea of, and I apologize that I forgot his character's name, but the blind guy who's the main Kane. Kane. Oh, right. Duh. Little on the little and on the nose. <laughs> 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 Who's like, uh, he's like 
the not the main antagonist because obviously uh, Bill Skarsgård is the main antagonist of the movie, but he's like an antagonist to John Wick. While they're also just buddies, you know, they go back away. So it's cool. That's it's, sorry. Uh, no, I've talked a lot. Well, I was just gonna say it's so cool how this universe operates, though. Is like they're buddies, but like here's a coin, do the work. That's what they do. They have contracts. They complete the tasks. They do the jobs because it's just so full of like blackmail. It's so full of like it's 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 a movie filled with gray areas and an action. Like that's really it. It's just it's it's fantastic and like them being all friends actually kind of makes it more more intriguing to me. And maybe we can put this into the wrestling perspective if you'd like really quickly cuz I know that there's like feuds within wrestlers, there's friendships and bonds within wrestling, right? But there's also just like this thing that like I'm going to win the championship. And that's how this feels to me is like the Kane, right? He his goal is is to to get free of his bond so he can spend time with his daughter. Like that's his goal. John Wick's is is to get free of all this to escape the world again. Then eventually to help Winston get the Continental back in New York and like all this type of stuff. It 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 has like this. It's like a web. If this was a web, like we would, it would be great. Like that's what it is, and I love it. It's just it's fun, and I feel like the lore. And the action, they're on this beautiful balance, and they're just sitting here like they need each other because what good is a gold coin if I don't understand the lore of why we use it? And there's still more I want to know about it, but I got a little bit more, and I like it. Also, the way that they choose their duel and stuff like that, amazing. The honor between assassins is one of the cooler, more unique things I think the, the John Wick series has introduced. Like, like you said, all these guys are friends. They know each other. They kind of work together. But all of them are trying to win in a fair way, mm. you know, and, and they, they all understand that if you break the rules, there are consequences, right? That's one of the main themes of this movie is consequences like Keanu Reeves. It's like one of his only <clears throat> one of his only lines in the movie. Like he hardly says anything except for like consequences, consequences. You know, even the even the post credit scene hints towards Kane's cons- consequences for Kane's actions. You know, I love this idea where. He knows that there are consequences to his actions, but he just doesn't care. He's still that assassin at heart. They're not trying to make you, like, feel bad for John or, like, for John to change his character and be like, oh, my buddy's Kane here, so I guess that I'm just going to let myself lose and die. He's like, no, I'm still John Wick. I'm still the Baba Yaga. I'm going to freaking destroy, and I'm going to get out of there no matter who gets in my way because we all understand and live by this code. Last Last man standing wins. And I, I love that. I think it's so cool. And they have these awesome, like, back and forth. Like, question for you guys. Does Kane steal the show for you in this? Like, over John Wick himself? Because I keep going back and forth. I might like Kane more than I like John Wick. And that, I feel like I'm being, I feel like I've got to wash my mouth out by saying that. Because <laughs> Keanu Reeves is, like, the best. And then Kane rolls around, and I'm just like, this guy. This well, guy I mean, cool. uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> incredible actor and yeah that was that was incredible i would even go one up and say the best character in the entire movie was the daughter the daughter of kane no the daughter of the continentals the japanese continent yeah god i have have her in my notes they i don't know the uh, name. her <laughs> name is, starts with an r she is a japanese pop star and she did the main song for the in English, she did the main star. She's like oh, a cool. res- renaissance woman. She's incredible. But the character, her, like, it was perfect. It was per- She was perfect. Like, I want 
that. I want the relationship between her and her father. Like all of that was, that was like, like the lore I was talking about. Like, so something that could be kind of fun with this series and like, I'm not being like, Oh, they need to create like a TV series world. Right. Like I don't really know that we need that, but it'd be cool for them to make like maybe like one movie that's like three movies within it. So they're talking about maybe like, like, an adjudicator, for instance, is going between the different continentals or something like that. Just reviewing people's performance type thing and looking at it and like just kind of the stories behind it. So you have someone going to like Japan, right? Uh, you have someone going to Germany. You have someone going to London, cool. maybe. Yeah. Like just kind of that build out of this world would be pretty neat for me. I think I, I think I understand what you're saying now. And I think we're kind of mixing up like what we're talking about. Maybe. For me, the lore is like the assassins and the and the the high table and all that kind of stuff. It's cool and interesting. Not the character relationships. Like, the okay. character relationships are definitely important to the franchise because it makes you care about, like, John Wick winning or, or like, the, like you said, the daughter or whatever. That That is important. But when I say lore, I mean more of just, like, how the assassinations work, how yeah. the Continental Place work. It's all really cool and unique, but it's not as important to me as the fight scenes and the relationships between the people that kind of make those fights. Okay, okay. Important. I feel more clarified that, now. Okay, but also, not to like be a no. devil's advocate here, but that is almost like the opposite of what he just said before that. Is like, it? Yeah, in the sense of... contradicting myself? Well, in the, like, you were saying about the honor among thieves, like, all of that is the lore that you think is just filler. Like... Without that, uh, I guess maybe not. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's run through a different part of my brain. It is the relationships because it's like they didn't have the honor. But is that kind of built into in, the Lord? Yeah, built in. It's it's written so well, it's hard to just dissect. To separate them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the big thing for me is just like I didn't feel like I needed to go back and revisit the first three. Okay. Because the, that kind of like remembering who this, what this guy does or who this guy does wasn't that important to me as, as I, I might be contradicting myself again. <laughs> we'll just move on. Well, <laughs> this movie's really good. quickly. Yeah. I thought I want to talk about a couple of things here. And one of the things I want to talk about is the destruction of the continental of New York really quickly. And kind of the three progressions of that one, you know, um, what a gorgeous it, shot from that window. Oh, gosh, so Which beautiful. One? When they were looking out right before they destroyed the Constantine New York, and they're just in that ginormous room, and it was at, I think, sunset. Mm-hmm. It's either sunrise or sunset. Um, and it was just that ginormous glass window in that huge office that Bill Skarsgård is in, and it was just an absolutely gorgeous. They had so many amazing, like, gorgeous shots like that, like when they were in um, France, in the end. Where France. Was that it? Yeah, so the church. Yeah, yeah, like at the end, yeah, they're oh, looking the out over the beautiful. sunrise and stuff like that. So many cool shots like that. Sorry, I so didn't mean many. To no, I just, I just kind of wanted to really go into this destruction of the continental and kind of where it kind of adds into something, into the fighting sequence and kind of the action of all this where it brings in. However, I have to add one thing: we lose our concierge, and a really R. quick R. shout out to the actual, Riddick, dir- yeah. the actual actor. What's the name again? Sorry, Lance Riddick. Lance right. Riddick. Um, he uh, he passed away. But crazy that, like, the death in the movie, like, I didn't realize that I was going to be, like, so heartbroken by, like, seem- a seemingly minor character. I was like, no! In that movie, I, like, felt that, like, frustration. I was like... Because <sighs> he was, like, within all four movies, he was... 
kindness. He was never a, he was never trying to get somebody or hold somebody back or like try to hunt somebody down or get something for himself. It was all kindness. So that totally makes sense. Like when you see him go, it's like, Oh, there it is. That's like the last bit of like what this franchise had as a softness. Yeah. And like his character too was the, the welcoming was the kind of like that bridge between like Winston, who's just very direct and seemingly cold, right? Just very business straightforward. Here's this guy who's also very business, but welcoming, takes care of the dog, like does a whole number of things, like checks on people. Like, even though that seems very minor, like, oh, that's the job of a concierge. It's just like, that was his role and I loved it. Um, And I just wanted to call that out. Um, But Ian McShane, he always does good with his character as Winston. And it was crazy to see how much he'd aged, though, since the last movie had been filmed. I don't know if you noticed that. He's looking like an old man now. Wait, was this, was three and four, was COVID between the two? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think it got pushed back because of COVID, too. I think they've tried filming it during COVID. There's a COVID, too? <laughs> Don't, oh, no, Don't no. say that. Uh, what do you mean? We're already on nineteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I see? I can know. I see nineteen before, the, before I see the first eighteen? Or <laughs> um, yeah, no, Winston's he's a, great. Winston's another example of a uh, character that's one mind. You know, John Wake wants to survive, wants to get out. Winston, all about his continental. Doesn't matter who he sacrifices. My hotel. I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering how him and John would like reconcile after what happened to the end in the end of the third one, but they just have an understanding, you know, like Winston's just like, yeah, I'll shoot you to keep my continental. And John's like, yeah, I understand that you'll shoot me that if, if you, you know, if it, I get in the way and they just get it. Yeah. It wasn't on. out of character. Mm-mm, not for at all. Them, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing with John wick and this might give me like a lot of hate. I love the John wick series because it's, it's one that you go to just sit back, relax, and you enjoy the action sequence. The lore is cool, but it's not too in-depth. Kind of like Michael mentioned, you like you go and you don't really need, or I think it was maybe Vince who mentioned, you don't really need to revisit the other ones. You can kind of just like, I think I watched like a five-minute video that just recapped all of them, and you like remember what you need to remember to so like watch the fourth one. But that's the other thing is we're here, I'm what, like, uh, like a week and a half or so removed from watching this movie, and I'm remembering stuff the more we talk about it, but there's also a lot that I don't remember. And so John Wick is a very good, like, franchise. It's, it's an excellent franchise for, to go and watch the action and enjoy it. And that's it. Exactly. See, that's and what I'm saying. And here's the thing. No. And I like no. that. Okay, okay. Michael's okay, going to take it. I got some tips Michael's going to no, You go, Josh. You keep going. Michael's going to take it on me. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I understand John Wick for what it is. And I enjoy it. And I, I think I gave it, why well, I gave it like three and a half stars because I still enjoyed the movie, but I'm sitting here afterwards and I have a few things that I want to talk about that I really liked, that the movie did really well, action-wise, camera-wise, things like that. But beyond that, there's just like nothing else for me that I really feel like takes this movie to, to a better place. And I don't think this movie is trying to do that, which is fine. Like I said, it's good. But that's why I'm just like, this movie is good. It's I'll even say great. Okay, this movie's great. What did you rate this on Litterbox? Three and a half stars. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So, that is 100% valid. No, it's valid. Josh is right. But I took it on a way deeper level. In the sense of what Casey was talking about where he kind of wishes that there's 
the show, that the people are moving around. So I think John Wick does its best work by not showing you anything. Like, I think, and this is the way I, like, was picturing it in, like, a duality in my head. I was, it feels like I'm, especially with this fourth one where it's, they're introducing all of his old friends and there's, like, oh, you guys have done like there was a life before this that no we'll never know. And it felt like I, I had thought something in my head about like when my son hears stories about me, like he'll never know my life, but it'll be like watching this movie or like for me, it was like watching my, like it was like, I get to watch my dad's like, like I'll never know him a hundred percent. Just like the audience will never know what happened with John Wick and his friends. And that is the intriguing part and makes us keep coming back because all of the, yeah. So like you're talking about one of my favorite movies right now that I just watched oh, called really? after sun. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, that's just like what the way I you describe up. it is how I talk about after sun. Oh. These guys know. So sorry. Okay. No, just I like just totally the exact that. words you said. I was like, Whoa, what the, cool. that's I'll, crazy. I'll anyway, sorry. Watch it. But that's where I was like resonating. Like, Oh, like, I want to know more about my dad, but I'll never know. But I, I'm going to keep coming to these movies because maybe I'll get a little bit more. Okay. Maybe I'll get a little bit more. Well, and here's the thing. I, I feel like by saying that, people will come back with like, well, what do you want? Do you want them to just go deeper into character development? And it's like, that's not what I want. That's just the thing is, this movie is made perfectly for what it's supposed to be, right? The perfect action movie, the perfect action sequence, the incredible stunt work, incredible camera work, all of these things. And just because I rate it, you know, three and a half stars and I say, oh, it's because I, I feel like it's a really good action movie, but it doesn't go beyond that. That's not saying that I feel like if it went beyond that, it would be five stars because you have way too many action movies these days that try to do that, right? Have an incredible action movie, but try to go way too insane with like character development when that's not what people are there for action movie wise. So as far as like it, I think the rating of three and a half stars is less so because I thought the movie, like it's not because I thought the movie like wasn't good. Three and a half stars is what I give a movie that is good that I really like, but I'm like, Oh, there's nothing that was like really, really like next level about it for me. And so this one is more just like, I give it that because I think it's really, really good and it's an action movie, but I'm just like, I'm not action movied out. I went and saw this and I enjoyed it, but it's just like, action movies aren't always the movies that I spring for these days. So it has sort of like a personal bias to my rating for it. And so it's like, as an action movie, it does its job spectacularly. Am I really action movie oriented? See, I, I get, I give them higher rating. I think I give it a four. I think, I think, I think you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's because I feel, and I could even see myself. I mean, I mostly rate because of how I feel when I leave it and whether or not I want to rewatch it again. So this one is just like, yeah, there's not those character development parts or kind of stuff, like those character studies that you want, really want from it, but that's not what I want from a John Wick movie. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm rating it compared to other action movies and how much fun I have and how much they push the genre and like can, because that's what pushes, the John Wick movies always push the genre. They're doing stuff that no other action movie has ever done. And so you in my opinion, have to get at a high rating just because of the the sheer accomplishment of what they're doing, you know, specifically in these choreographed scenes. There's stuff they did in this movie, one scene in particular that I'd really love to talk about, um, where I 
I mean, it's, it's three-fourths of the way through the movie, and I thought I'd seen everything at this point. I've seen three John Wick movies, three and a half, three and three quarters here, <laughs> and it, it gets to this spot, and it starts to... It, it's the over-the-head shot. Yes. It's the dragon's breath right. over-the-head shot. Let's do it. I was seriously awesome. was like, okay, I've seen it all, and we still have an hour here. How are they going to impress me? That scene started, and my mouth dropped. Like, I watched the majority of that scene, like, like literally like this. Because they do it mostly as a one-shot as well, right? With the over the head, and you mentioned the dragon's breath, the dragon's breath rounds in the shotguns, which makes it that much more impactful so because cool. it's a visual yeah. represent. You can actually see the bullets from the gun and everything like that. So that overhead shot just makes it so much better. It's so cool. Yeah, and so to cool. now that we're talking about it, I think that was like the furthest shot in all of the three movies or all of the four movies. You know how like. They're so close and you can see the reloading and like the moving and the knife and the pencils and like, and this one, it was like finally far away. And how Josh said, like, it's a visual representation because you can't be so close. And they pulled it off incredibly like old school Grand Theft Auto or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like straight up in Miami. Game. Yeah, it was a video game. That's I would agree. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, oh, man, this like makes like it reminds me of like Halo. Like when you're just kind of farther back from the character and you do that kind of stuff. Like, like the Halo Wars or whatever yeah, it was. Like, like the kind of StarCraft style. Kind of up and above. <laughs> well, yeah. And it, it's, it's just really cool when you're up there watching. And like the way that they... Like I love the mystery character, that guy with his dog. Like the Mr. whole Nobody. Yeah, Mr. Nobody. Yeah, like yeah, the whole cool. time. But like this scene in particular, I just loved how he kind of like was there doing things going through and kind of just in the background, though, like doing stuff. But you showed him enough that you're like, you see how he's built this thing. And just the way that, yeah, they shoot so well in this film. Like, I would love to just have this, the, the director, sorry, I forget his name. He just listened to him talk about them setting up a scene. You know, like the Vandy Fair setting up a scene thing that they do? Mm -hmm. I want him to do this scene. Oh, me too. I would love that. Because literally, like, like you said, it looks like a video game. You could do that digitally and probably trick everybody, you know? But they practically did this. Like, not only did they perfectly, like you said, it's a wonder. So not only did they por perfectly choreograph this entire shootout, but they all, like, they, they did it without stopping. Like, I, I just, it, wrapping my mind around that, how perfectly you have to plan that out to get that is just it, it mind-boggling to me. Like, I can't believe that they pulled that off so smoothly. And it even cuts back into, from that, like, upper third part of you, back down into the actual like room. first person. So right? they're like shooting the room, not only from above, but they're also doing takes in the room, in the set that they actually built, and then perfectly editing it, editing it together to make this just incredible fight sequence that I just... Give him an action Oscar. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. that's a thing, but give him a dang action Oscar. <laughs> well, and like the cinematography part of this is what's crazy. And we're talking about whether it's like editing post or whatever. However, they did this to where I did not see any equipment, anything like any evidence of it. These guys have like taken the time and tinkered. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. They knew what they were doing. They've tinkered with it and they've made it. So it was like. Like, for me, that was, it reminded me of the Red Circle film. The Red Circle scene from the first episode when he's chasing. Remind me that. Uh, it's the one where they're in, like, the spa, and he's been down, the bad guy's been down in the shower, and John goes in there, and then they... Oh, oh, oh. that's so a cool scene. Well, but, like, what's crazy is this scene had that feeling. Same as, though, the club scene in Germany, though, that different club scene where they're, like, do 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 like, in, this, going, in this one? Yeah, in this, the, in the, the waterfall four scene. with the big German dude who yeah. just, like... That is amazing, like, how, like... 
Have you seen like the behind the scenes photos of this like set? So the guy who plays him is like so fit. Yeah. He is just like whew, fit. But he like makes the suit like it's impressive. It's it kind of reminded me of like old Street Fighter type stuff, like cool. where it's like, it's like an yeah. E Honda going on. It was amazing. So, yeah. Dude, so Germany though is is wild. That whole thing, like Nobody cared in that club no. for way too long. That's like, a, that's <laughs> like until for the way end. too long. That like, yeah, I was like, man, these people know how to party. Like, they're <laughs> well, like, people are on yeah, something. Yeah, they, it's like ten <laughs> bodies, and then I'm out of here because this club is on fire. So you know the guy who's like, I am Klaus. You know the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy's actually one of the biggest club promoters in all of Germany. So was that his club? Was that a real club? Yeah, it was a real club, I believe, in Germany. Uh-huh. But, like, straight up, like, that guy was in the movie because they needed a favor from him, essentially, if I That's understand cool. right. I could be wrong, but, like, I read some stuff about it where I was, like, kind of, like, in, in collaboration with, like, something that they shot. He was there. Cool. But that guy is, like, That's legit him. That's not costume. That's not makeup. That is that guy for real. Oh. Guy is a freaking Klaus. Go Klaus. I am Klaus. That, Just, that's one thing I, I need Klaus. to know that they haven't explored with the lore yet, though, is do normal people exist in this movie? And do the normal people, like, just know who these assassins are? And when these big shootouts take place, they're just like, oh, it's the assassins doing their thing again, you know? Because people don't really seem bothered that there's always people dying in these So streets. that red circle scene, <laughs> like, everybody started running immediately. And then this one, it was different. So I don't know. So it's, just, it's just weird to... I do don't you remember, so in like, the first or the second one where... They're like trying to show you like the real impact that um, the table has or whatever on the world. And so he's talking to him in that park and he says, everyone stop. Yeah. And like, look at him in the park. Seems like everybody's an assassin. Exactly. So it's just like, whoa, crazy. So for us, it's crazy because it's like, there's this secret world we don't know about. But in this world, it's like, everyone knows about the table. They <laughs> just run secretly. I just, it. so it's like funny because it's like, there's both sides of it. You think that everyone knows, you think that no one knows, but also at the same time, this club scene is just wild that like this dude literally, you know, he shoots someone and you know, someone just had the bullet like graze their arm and they're just like, <laughs> dude, I was digging the music when we were in there. I was just jamming Josh. I don't know if you oh, but like, what's also super interesting and crazy is like, when you look at like, whether this is an alternate world than ours or something like that, right. Is how this kind of works. Like the table is more present or whatever. It's just kind of fascinating to see that, that like it's a part of society. But if you go back to the first movie, there's like people who receive a coin to come in and like clean up as if nothing happened. And yeah. so like how much of that happens? Like, do we like sure there are underground societies here that we don't see and do what's but going even, on. Even the cop in the first movie knew what John Wick did for a living. Hey John, you work. And why, again? Are, why are there never cops showing up to these shootouts? Like, Dude, they literally happening? run through all of Paris. Right? Is it Paris? I feel so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Because yeah. they do the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they go through all of Paris, right? They go literally to the most famous spots in Paris, right? To do this because yeah. they go the to Arc like, de Triomphe. The Arc de Triomphe. What a cool scene. They go to the. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> really, uh, put some spice on that. <laughs> Arc de Triomphe. Oh, man. I don't even speak French. This room again. This is here. I think it's some crazy things in here. They do that. The steps to the. Oh, gosh. I've been to too many. I've listened to too many, like, Spanish churches. I want to say, like, the Sagrada Familia. Oh, no. It's like Sacred Heart, but in. 
but in French, the like Sacre Bleu or something like that. Yeah. But the stairs to the yeah. church and then the church itself, they hit all the landmarks, yeah. right? So not only are there like normally, I'm sure, security at these like landmarks, but yeah, they do all of these fight scenes. They know they that the table kill. supersedes the security yeah. there. And to be honest, they Sorry, probably just no, please, they probably just watched um, Man of Steel's backlash and was like, look. We don't need to worry about just, other people. It's just John Wick's just doing Yeah, it's just they're in the world. Don't even worry about random people because as soon as there's a random person that dies, the internet is going to destroy it. <laughs> you know well, what? I'm, I'm fine like, with it. Well, I'm fine that they don't explore it. Yeah. it. It's just like one of those things where I'm just like, that's weird. I don't care. Kill me or more, kill more people, please. I don't know. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're like they're like the dog will like jump off, or the guy throws the dog against the one car, and the car's like, oh my gosh. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, that same logic. You got to keep like, the action going. The car's got to keep moving through the roundabout, or it like, wouldn't be exciting. Exactly. It's like everyone else are NPCs. Like they just have yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You're playing the yeah. game. <laughs> but like, so yeah, it's what, not really a, what a fascinating thing though. That, like I, I actually wanted to comment on like that big circular roundabout at the Arc de Triumph. It's just so fascinating, like what the heck that was going and how it worked. And it was like, that's a lot of fun. Like that's what mm -hmm. this movie felt like. And I, I think like, I felt like this movie was effortless fun until we got to the staircase. The staircase was the only scene that I was like, this is too long. Oh really? I thought it was fun because it was fun. It was just, it was a bit much. Well, they referenced how many there were. So yeah. you had to see the fact that there were that many stairs. You had oh. to see it. And then he got thrown back down. Yeah. And I was, I, I think I felt the same, but you I could also see. You said something at that moment. You're like, again, or something. Like, are you serious? <laughs> it wasn't like it was bad. I was just like, <laughs> I think in the theater, it was more just like, oh my gosh, like it's crazy. Did you guys you have the same reaction in your showing as in mine? Because we saw opening night, IMAX screen, all the hardcore John Wick oh, yeah. fans there. And every time he fell backwards, everybody in the theater, oh, you know, we Definitely. everyone was just into it. Just we like, saw oh this. no. And he just kept rolling and rolling. Like, oh no. <laughs> Keeps rolling. Oh no. He did. You know, it he just, just made it so And I think that's why it was so long. They did it for the fans, like yeah. fan service. Cause it's like, okay, it's going to stop. It's not going to stop. Oh, he's going. Oh, it's going to stop. Oh, it's not oh, going to stop. Oh, he's all the way to the bottom yeah. again. Oh. That felt like the moment when you're playing pinball, when you're like tapping the ball with the bottom paddles. And it's like, it's like, ah, and the ball falls and it just goes. But like what I liked about it, the final fall when he gets all the way back to the bottom and Kane was just there. He's like, let's go, John. Oh, and that was really yeah. cool. I loved that team up. Also, Kane's fighting style. Like we go from like the um, continental in Japan, like the the way we just learned about him sipping noodles in the backdrop for a bit using the the the, the like Doorbell. sensor doorbells that was so yeah cool. using his sense like sound as yeah. a weapon yeah so sorry good. I no, interrupted no, you no <laughs> I was like getting into this more but what I'm meaning is is just like wow like it's I you when you're talking earlier about like him kind of stealing the show I was like actually yes yes I feel like he stole the show for me. Uh, I I also really like the the manager of the the Jap Japan Continental. Yeah, I yeah. had his name too. And that, this like, guy is a legend. He's man. he's he's also in Bullet Train mm -hmm. as like the this famous shogun essentially, like just owning the crime world there. And he that guy is such a good actor. He's in so many movies. I I'd like feel bad being like I think he's just like in every movie that has a Japanese reference, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like any movie think with a Japanese Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah, he has Sanada. Sanada. Yeah, that guy is. In what was the so last much. movie he was in? Because he was supposed to be in John Wick three. 
Oh. Um, but there was something else he got cast in. Uh, oh, it was Avengers. It was Avengers. Yeah, That's what it was. Yeah, he's He's the guy who fights Hawkeye during the blip. Oh, um, that, that, that when he was yes. Ronin. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He's the mob boss oh, that fights him. Oh, you're right. Cool. This guy's just awesome. I would love cool. to see him in more stuff. I should. Set, I should. Check like he was out in his Bullet Train. Yeah, he's in. A, he's actually in a lot of things. Like he was in a bunch. I believe in like the mid two thousands a lot too. And if I, I'm going to butcher this, and people, someone's going to be like, "Oh, you're just stereotyping him because he's a Japanese person." But I'm pretty sure he's also a lead in like the Last Samurai. He's like has yep. a big part in that. But then there's also another Keanu Reeves mo- movie called Forty Seven Ronin, and he's also he's in, in that, that as well. So. I'm, I'm, I, he's just big to me. And Josh is looking this stuff up. Right now. Oh, yeah, in, you're right. I you're want right. him in a Star Wars real bad, just because uh, my mind's in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I would, I would love to see like a, like a Japanese Shogun Jen, Jedi. That'd be cool. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah, The Last Samurai. He's in Forty Seven Rowan. In yeah, the and, Ring Two. And in J- Japanese Wolverine. He's in that. Wait, he's in the Ring Two. It's the Japanese version, oh, so it might not be ours. Well, there's so much cool stuff, and not to mention just the the Japanese continental, right? Mm-hmm. That place, and my favorite, not of the whole movie, but just like I loved the fighting that went on in that room where they had all the cases of stuff. Oh, right? the glass? Oh, the where, museum where, thing? Where Kane and yeah. John Wick first. Oh, my yes, gosh. Nunchucks. Yeah. And, because it gets really real with, because, you know, a lot of these movies, and they they. John Wick does a lot better than a lot of action movies with being a little bit, a little bit more realistic with bullets and mag mm-hmm. sizes and stuff like that, right? And this scene does a really good job where like he runs out of stuff in one gun, and so he takes out one guy and he's like, "All right, I'll take yours," and then he uses the clip and he's like, "I didn't take the clips from the guy, so I don't have anything else." He has to keep switching. Eventually, goes to the nunchucks. Kane and John eventually start fighting, even though they're like, "Oh hey, like what's up, guy?" Like, yeah. <laughs> "Oh yeah, sorry, I've been sent to kill you." He's like, "Oh yeah, no big deal." It's cool. So I understand. Like that—that cool that was what was funny is mm-hmm. like that whole world because they all are so connected. Like they've all done jobs together. They've all fulfilled contracts, I assume, together and whatnot. And so, mm-hmm. I, yeah, so cool. And also, there's a scene. In this and I'm jumping around a little bit, but the part where at the first where he's on the horse, like going through the desert chasing those dudes, yeah. that was cool. And then he just shoots the head of the table type thing. He's like, well, yeah. and it's like doesn't matter. Like the someone else arrives. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the very and. Uh, like I said before, I don't remember three, but I thought that was like a recap of like the very last scene of three. Was it? No, that was no. A, this is a new elder. I don't okay. remember. I, a, I remember yeah. he's mentioned like the last guy died and then I took his place. Oh. You can't, you can't stop us. You can't defeat the table. Cause someone will just move in. Oh yeah. Place okay. them. Cause he cut a, whole thing. Also that is, excuse me. Oof. Also, the consistency <laughs> with him missing his ring finger, though, in this was actually... I completely forgot about that. It's so impressive because he never had his, his finger back. They kept it. Like, oh, my gosh. Because he cut it off oh in the yeah. third movie. Yep. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, but they, they, it was oh always gosh. gone the whole time. That's um, that spot where they shot that scene in the desert uh-huh. was the same spot that they shot Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fun facts for you. Yeah, that's they, cool. I, that they actually traveled to these locations is so... Just a breath of fresh air after Ant Man and some of these other movies. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> these, these COVID movies that you're just like are on green screens. It's awesome just, to see yeah. like locations. I just location. love that though that they went to so many different places. That's what's exciting. Yeah. I feel like as like a movie goer, like if, do you guys remember like watching like The Mummy and like shows like that that took you somewhere like Indiana Jones? You're like in Peru for part of it. Then you're flying across the world to Egypt and you're doing all these things like. 
that makes a movie exciting. And that's why like we enjoy the theater, for instance, and why you enjoy like watching a movie at home is because it's not just like, oh, wow, this is like really cool that they're shooting people, which is amazing. But you're like traveling somewhere. You're a part of a journey with them. Mm-hmm. And you're like just going off in like such a healthy way, I feel. And so that's what I love about this was it felt like a quest. It felt like a journey. It felt like he was finding something along the way, which was the goal was to find a way out, right? But it was like, I felt like I was moving with him. So I agree with you, Vince. Like this this movie that, that where they went to places, I would take that every day over green screen film. Yeah, yeah, 100%. At this point now, you know what? I was kind of half and half about not how much I love the movie, but like you said, Josh, like now that we're talking about it in detail, there's so much I like about this movie. Um, and where you were saying like, he's just looking for a way out. Like, and this might like be rushing towards the end of a conversation we're having here, but I think collectively now that we have seen all four as like one piece it feels like a grief story. It doesn't feel like a revenge story. It feels like yeah. that was it and he didn't want to live anymore. And that's the way he had to grieve his wife and the last love that she gave him was dead and he knew he couldn't do anything else but like grieve it. And And the way he grieved it was to take out everything that hurt him and took away from like himself. Yeah, they kind of even say that in this one too. Like you're, 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 this is you. Like you can't exist without this world. Like what do you expect to, yeah. What do you expect if you actually get out? What do you expect your life to be? Yeah, it it really is. I don't think he's really thought past that either. He's just stuck in his grief. Exactly. So like, yeah, by seeing the end of the movie, seeing the end of the four, you could go back and rewatch and know he never wanted to live. Well, the, the end game was never really, like, set aside to be alive, right? And that's that's what's so fascinating about you bringing the Marquis, right? And his goal is to, like, to take out John Wick. And that's the whole entire thing, right? It's like he wants to take out John Wick because it's personal. He's affected the table, and he wants to make a name for himself. And what makes, I think, the ending of this film where we see them have kind of the showdown, the duel at the top of the stairs, and John take a, sh- uh, take a bullet, but then shoot the Marquis, you fool, you know, he didn't shoot or whatever he says, right? And it's kind of like, oh, man, he hadn't shown all his cards on the table. And, that's, like, that was exciting. That's, like, the one time that John Wick, too, just didn't do what was needed and kill Kane. Like, he actually tweaked his methods to save Kane's life and still get out. And he gave Kane what he couldn't have. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he got he got everything, and he gave his one of his oldest friends, like, the life he couldn't have. So, is John Wick dead? I hope so. What do you mean? Yes. No. Is he dead? Yes. No. No. Yes. No. 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 He's going to be in um, the spinoff movie that comes out next year, but the events are from before. I think they're from between two and three, I think. The ballerina? Ballerina. With With Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. So excited. So so hold Could on, Josh. Why do you think that he is dead, like fully dead? Why do you think this is the end of the John Wick story? Because I feel like, uh, I think honestly more so less what the story actually provided and more stuff I read online afterwards. Just him being, he's like said that he's like moving forward with some of the projects like he said he is in, 
ballerina that's next year that's kind of spinoff and stuff like that that's going on but for just from what i read online he was like oh yeah just like a good like fulfillment of the character and what was going on and what happened right and so i i don't know it just kind of seemed like a good like kind of final spot and i was confused when i watched it because i didn't know that that was a possibility or something they might have even been working towards with this movie but it, it seemed really good like you guys said like what he did is he got what he came there for to kill the marquee or whatever and give one of his lifelong friends Kane like the life that he couldn't have he did all that he died and he kind of completed his cycle of grief like we talked about just being able to do what he needed and then be able to rest because he didn't have what he needed or what he wanted to come home to he didn't want to live in this world right and so he did what he needed to do to be able to take it out on it and then what is he coming back to what an empty house yeah what's the point like if he isn't dead, like it's, it just I, gets so, I mean, if they fall into that same thing again and again, where they just keep making sequels on characters you love and it just, it, 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 it devalues so, almost. It does. It truly does. Well, so here's why I was arguing with you about no, cause I actually do think this is the end of this book. Cause it's a final chapter is what I understand. Right. And so if they do another John Wick movie, and I'm not trying to be like specifically with him as the lead, it kind of cheapens the experience of like this book, right? Like what's kind of interesting is we've all seen this movie where it does, it's like really good. It's like perfect as it is. And yet they build a sequel and you're like, why? And so that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Now that we have the four movies, why? I would love to go into a Mr. Nobody type movie or something like that, talking about his backstory, because that would be fascinating. I would love to go into, like like I said, I would love to learn more about the high table and maybe the different continentals and how they operate and kind of like the the secrecy between them and stuff like that. But I, I feel like as far as John Wick, the character goes, I hope he's really in the ground. And like that makes me feel really bad for saying it like that, but I'm good. Like My needs have been fulfilled. The universe will can continue to exist. You can continue to get that same stunt work and action that we're wanting to do. And obviously it's like, you love seeing Keanu Reeves do that, especially since he does so many of his own stunts and everything throughout the movie, like what he can do, he'll do. And like the, what did they say? He did like 90% of his own stunts or something like yeah, that. So it's crazy, crazy. like incredible, especially cause he's a main character. And so he's involved in so many of the stunts anyway. So uh, they just had him do so much. You'll still be able to see the stunt work the world itself and the lore can still expand. There are other characters that we care about and that we like, right? That have been introduced over the years. Ana de Armas's character. We have um, the we have Kane's character, which I don't remember the post credit scene. He die uh, or no? It cuts he? to black. Yeah, cuts she, to black. she walks. She sees him in the crowd. Oh, right, she busts and she's out him. Cuts to black. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you have all these other characters, which can lead the universe forward while letting the John Wick character arc and story complete. I'm, I'm right there it's with good. you. I'm right there with you. The interesting thing will be to see if the franchise will survive post Keanu Reeves if he doesn't come back. And what what will Keanu Reeves do after this? Maybe he is John Wick in real life and needs this in his life. I don't know. He's like almost 60, right? I bet he could use a break after after all the effort that that movie took out of him but I, i'm right there with you guys i kind of hope that this is the end of it with john wick and i'm looking forward to exploring those other avenues ana de armas stole the show in that last james bond movie she was the best part of her action sequence but i want john wick to mean something i don't want this franchise to be cheapened 
and just become another action franchise with random people. It doesn't really matter. I feel like the passion between Chad Stahelski, the director, and Keanu Reeves is what drives the movie. So whoever replaces Keanu Reeves, if he doesn't come back for another one, if he really is dead and whoever replaces them, has to put the same amount of effort that Keanu Reeves put into this. So far, all the side characters, Halle Berry, everyone that they've brought in has put in the effort. I just don't know who can hold the candle, you know, take like the lead. take the mantle like Keanu Reeves Ms. did. Mr. Mr. Nobody, do you think that that character is well-developed enough that that guy could I think it? I don't know who he is, but I think he's interesting. I think the character's interesting. Um, I think the character played Catwoman. Like, he was Catwoman. Like, he played both sides. I don't think mm-hmm. you can push a character that is in so much of the gray. Like, you you can, but it's not action. I don't know. It's, if he's just doing what he wants and whatever side and there's just bouncing back and forth, I don't feel like that is a... a so so he's the NPC that goes with you on the quest and kind of does a few things here and there, but really isn't a, 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 a main character. Yeah, he's just in it for himself, but there's, I don't know, there's not a con- enough consistency for that character for me to, like, see a movie about him. Fair so, enough. I like the character, I, and I like that he was there enough and it's sort of... Even if he didn't, I don't even know if you'd say redeem, but once we got to the end, right, There's there were hundreds and hundreds of people who came and they tried to kill John Wick and they knew where he was going to be at sunrise. But once sunrise hit and, you know, he had killed like a ton of people, you know that there were still more people out there, but they all respected the table enough to not be there. And meanwhile, Mr. Nobody just walked up with his dog like he's a homeless guy, right? And he just Watch. sat on the bench and they were just Drank like, that's cool. Exactly. They just pulled out the beer and they're just like, yeah, you've earned it. Like, you can be here. Like, that's cool. But I agree. Like, who knows? Maybe if they made it, they could possibly push it forward and they could go with something like that. But I think I kind of agree with Michael where that's just like a really tough, like, thing to go forward with because you can enjoy the character and you can see where he was after John for the right price and stuff like that. And then when he saw, oh, my goodness, you like, like, don't get me wrong. I love the dogs and I love that they didn't kill the dogs right when you saw the one guy was going to kill the dog and Keanu or um, John Wick saved the dog and he was like oh man I'm not going to kill you anymore I'm not going to get my money because you saved my dog it was like okay like all right I get it but yeah no very much so very much so all right guys let's do kind of our final thoughts of the the movie Vince best action franchise of all time Ooh. Uh, I don't I don't know if I can say that with full confidence, but collectively all f- because yeah, a like franchise, franchise every together? single movie has to be good. Well, yeah. It's not like Terminator or anything. Yeah. Like consistently every one of these movies have been top tier action and I can't think of any other franchise that has consistently been top tier action other than this one. So Maybe that's how I feel. <laughs> I guess I have to think about it a little bit more, but I'm I'm right there. Like, John Wick means something. John Wick is pushing action movies forward f- faster than Avatar is pushing CGI movies <laughs> forward. <laughs> it's doing what it needs to do. It steps it up each movie. It gives you new content. It does what it needs to do, but it doesn't take 10 years in between movies. The... Best story taking or the best storytelling in the John Wick series is the stuff they don't tell you, which I think is the best storytelling 
just in general, like when you really think about it, like the things that let you fill the gaps and the things that you want, the, the, the way that they keep you wanting more is what makes it special for me. I like that. I like that a lot. And I feel like, uh, I loved this movie. I wish it was four and a half hours long. Maybe they'll do a director's cut. Oh, I will buy it. I will buy it first day it comes out, and I will invite anyone to come over. Double and watch VHS, it. <laughs> just right next to Titanic. <laughs> Put it right there. On the oh, hey there, buddy. Before hey. before you guys end it, yeah. What would you put on your tombstone? The, I mean, it's a good the question, dog father. Though. Oh my gosh, you are the best. <laughs> but I have an actual son too, so father and dog father. I don't I know. It. The the dog hyphen father. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Caffeine should taste like candy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, that's deep. Yeah. I don't know. Oh man. I would do I'd probably just do like some like not even just like a quote because I know it's supposed to be like about you or something like that, but it would be like something I would want people to like know or remember. And so it would just be like, learn to love the people or like learn to love people by getting to know them or like something like yeah, that. I don't know. Right on. It's not what like about that. you, Michael? Uh, yeah, nothing to just father. That's kind of my life at this point. The greatest mustache of all time. Oh, my gosh. You guys should have seen it a week ago. <laughs> it's going. Someone took liberties with it, and that's totally fine because it looks great. But, man, it was uh, at some. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. To but use <laughs> the young kid slang, it was bussin'. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a thing now? You haven't heard uh, of bussin', Vince. Uh, See, we're bussin'. trying to connect to the young audience. We're trying to connect to you I kids on TikTok. Up. I'm 32 years old. And I never learned to read. That's that's Vine. I'm pretty sure I just learned. <laughs> what does he say? Vine is too that old. new girl quote. I don't think I'm. I'm not fully convinced. I know how to read. I think I just memorized a lot of words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> There's no more room in there too. <laughs> yeah. It's just old movie quotes and words I have to remember. <laughs> Literally. Well, guys, thank you so much for jumping on and podcasting with us today, Michael. Thank you for coming back. Thank, Thank you, you for inviting yeah, me, guys. We this have is missed a blast. Your soul. I'll see you guys in two more years when another <laughs> <laughs> terrible Terminator movie comes out, and I have to yell at Vince for it. <laughs> I haven't watched that one since our old arguments. <laughs> it's, it's tainted now. <laughs> I know speaking, I was wrong. Speaking I was of wrong. The mirror. <laughs> Oh no, that is it. Hit the cut button. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning into the Boss Right Blake podcast. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>